Welcome to Brookings First United Methodist Church and our podcast, Messages from First United Methodist Brookings. This podcast is an audio version of Pastor Pete Grassow's sermons from the First United Methodist Church in Brookings, South Dakota. You can watch the full services online anytime on our website at brookingsmethodist.org or at the link in the episode notes. On behalf of Pastor Pete and our entire church family, thank you for joining us. Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, rejoice, for the Lord is in our midst. And so let us pray. Lord God, today is Palm Sunday, and we join with generations of your disciples who have sung your praise. We join with generations of your disciples around the world who today pause and remember how people sang your praises in Jerusalem. Be with us in this short devotion. Guide our thinking. Let us walk obediently behind you as you begin that long Holy Week journey in Jerusalem. May our thoughts, may our words, may our inclinations be guided by your Holy Spirit. We are so grateful to be able to follow you. Grateful that we have your leadership and your guidance in our living. Grateful that you set the tone for all that we are and give us purpose in our living. Receive our gratitude this morning. And let us, having worshipped you, be able to be obedient to you. So we offer to you this devotional time, and we offer it in the name of our Saviour Jesus. Amen. And so it is Holy Week. It is the highlight of our Christian faith. I know there are times we get distracted, times we focus on other things. Sometimes we even think Christmas is the highlight of our Christian faith. But truth be told, Easter is our time of renewal of faith. Our, our focus, our refreshment, our reorientation happens at Easter time. And so I count myself privileged to guide our thinking today and to invite us into a week where we focus on the things of Jesus. Our scripture reading continues. I began in Luke 19. I took us through the initial journey of Jesus as he begins his descent of Mount of Olives, I continue the reading. Luke 19, I pick up at verse 41. Jesus came closer to the city, and when he saw it, he wept over it, saying, If you only knew today what is needed for peace, but now you cannot see it. The time will come where your enemies will surround you with barricades, blockade you, and close in on you from every side. 
they will completely destroy you and the people within your walls. Not a single stone will they leave in its place because you did not recognize the time when God came to save you. Just so far. I grew up in the tradition of Sunday school quizzes. During Sunday school, you'd memorize various trivia about the Bible, and then the teacher would test you. And I do remember my Sunday school teachers offering us different grades of questions. They'd kind of begin with easy questions and then slip in some tough, obscure stuff. I will confess to being the son of a pastor, which meant my dad had drilled me in the Bible since my grade school years. And so I tended to do well at Sunday school quizzes. But let's play the game. Let's see how well we do. I have a couple of questions and we will see how you do. First question. How did God appear to Moses in the wilderness? guessed God appeared in a burning bush here's one in what city was Jesus born and if you guessed Bethlehem you were right my third question what is the name of the garden where Jesus went to pray after the last supper the garden of Gethsemane cool if you are with me, can we make it a little more difficult? In what language was the Old Testament written? And if you answered Hebrew, you would be correct. Or a New Testament question. Which of the apostles had doubts about Jesus' resurrection until he saw him with his own eyes? We actually have a phrase in, the new, in, in our English language, doubting. Thomas. So I'm going to ramp this up some more. How many books are there in the Bible? And you might recognize this as a trick question because we have a Protestant Bible and a Catholic Bible. The Catholic Bible has 73 books. The Protestant Bible has 66 books. And then the one that my Sunday school teacher would slip in at the end to catch us out. Name the shortest verse in the Bible. The shortest verse in the Bible. John chapter 11, verse 35. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. And every time she slipped this verse in, it had huge impact on me. That Jesus was able to cry. Because I grew up in a culture where grown men do not cry. We grit our teeth and we get on with life. And here I discovered that the hero of our faith breaks down in tears. In fact, there are two moments when we are told about Jesus crying. John chapter 11 describes Jesus weeping when his friend Lazarus dies. He stands in front of the tomb and cries for the loss of a friend. And I understand this. Losing a friend is painful and hard and can break one's heart. 
So I have every sympathy for Jesus weeping at the grave of his friend. The other time that Jesus weeps is more difficult to process. Our reading today from Luke tells us that Jesus stands on the Mount of Olives and looks across the Kidron Valley to the city of Jerusalem and he begins to weep. And the Greek verb used in the original suggests not just a few tears but painful sobs. Jesus was demonstrably grieving for a city. Listen again to his words. If only you knew today what is needed for peace, but now you cannot see it. And because this beloved city cannot see what's needed for peace, it will be destroyed. Here's Jesus reflecting on on a beloved city and on the way they are living. You see, Jerusalem is an occupied city. Rome is the aggressor. They are the occupiers. And the people of the city live in fear of their occupiers and hit on one of two solutions. Their first solution is one of political compromise. Literally, trade your way into the good graces of those who have power over you. Make backroom deals, call in favors to powerful people, cultivate strategic alliances, which is always problematic because this is constantly shifting ground. The powerful politicians in Rome change and new sets of alliances are needed. The final straw was when the Roman governor seized money from the temple's treasury and arrested numerous senior Jewish figures. And at the same time, the emperor Caligula ordered the erection of a statue of himself inside the Jewish temple, which led to the other option, a violent overthrow of the Romans. The people of Jerusalem declared that they had it enough, and between the years A.D. 39 and A.D. 64, There were numerous attempts to evict the Romans out of Jewish territory. Attempts that ultimately resulted in the same Emperor Nero sending four legions of soldiers to crush the rebellion. And the words of Jesus come true. I quote, They will completely destroy you and the people within your walls. Not a single stone will they leave in its place. In AD 70, Jerusalem was burned to the ground. Close on a million people were killed and the rest were carried off into exile. Jesus speaks a word of truth that nobody wants to hear. Making political deals will not bring peace and the use of weapons in war will not bring you peace. Their refusal to hear any other alternatives moves Jesus to deep weeping. If you only knew today what is needed for peace, but now you cannot see it. So what then does Jesus suggest? Well, it's not a secret. He has been preaching this in various ways for the past three years, and in a sense breaks down in tears, saying, 
Why won't you listen? Jesus has spent three years repeatedly telling people to live a life of love. Forgive your enemies, love those who despitefully use you, share the grace of God with everyone you encounter. Jesus insisting the only revolution that his followers could bring was a revolution of the heart, to change this world through the power of love. And Jesus weeps because those in positions of power laughed at this idea. The temple leaders, the political leaders like Herod and Pilate, the rich men who listened to him all agreed, it is ludicrous to love people. Yet that is the message of Palm Sunday. Instead of riding into Jerusalem on a war horse, Jesus rides into Jerusalem on a donkey, a symbol of peace. This is the moment when Jesus says very publicly, choose peace instead of violence, choose love instead of anger. And we who walk in the footsteps of Jesus find ourselves challenged every Palm Sunday. Today is the day we are made uncomfortably aware that our lives are to be lived in the pursuit of peace, which goes completely against the grain of our culture. The fact is we live in a culture much like Jerusalem. Ours is a culture of the political deal, a culture that creates powerful alliances and builds networks of influence. And when all else fails, we fall back on our weapons of war as our defense. And tragically, even when children are killed in our schools, we will not pull back on our need to have a military-grade weapon available. Because our fear is greater than our ability to hear Jesus. In our current culture, it becomes very hard to hear Jesus saying, there is another way, which is the way of love. And so Jesus weeps today. If you only knew what is needed for peace, but now you cannot see it. Thank you for listening to this message from First United Methodist Brookings. To get every message delivered to you, subscribe to this podcast for free and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. You can always find more information about our services and outreach on our website at brookingsmethodist.org and on our Facebook page at Brookings First United Methodist Church. On behalf of Pastor Pete and all of Brookings First United Methodist Church, thank you for listening. This podcast was produced by Sam Becker on behalf of First United Methodist Church in Brookings, South Dakota. Intro and outro music was performed by our praise team under CCLI license number 936719, streaming plus license number 2103916. Visit BerkeysMethodist.org for more information.